Aussie music is something to be proud of. Wear it like a badge. Because it's Australian bands and artists that are the influencers of so many other musicians the world over. So at Triple M, we're proud to be able to showcase the power of the Aussie music scene. Paying both homage to the greats that have stood the test of time right alongside the current, the emerging, the future influencers. The ones that will be next to make their mark on the global music scene. If it's Aussie and it rocks, it's right here. This is Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O. Yes, right around the country on the Triple M Network. Uh, listener at 52 stations right around the country. This is an absolute thrill. We've been looking forward to this. Uh, you've been getting letting us know on these socials as well. One of our favourite upcoming bands. Uh, we've been there from the start. We love them. It's We loved Easy Love, of course. Leaving for London too. And if you're a big diehard fan, you know they'll have a cover. And uh, we're getting an album on the 5th of May. It is an absolute thrill to welcome Dom from Pacific Avenue. Welcome to Triple M's Homegrown, man. Mate, thank you for having me. What an intro. Um, I think I need you as my hype man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome to Melbourne. Uh, 2023, brand new album's coming out. Is this like the most exciting period for you? Like it's all recorded. I saw that uh, you've got some vinyl, new merch out now. It's just kind of like a waiting game. Yeah, man, 100%. Like it's kind of, I guess, yeah, you would know too with an album. Like you're just kind of sitting on it for so long and such this build up and you're like, when we actually got the the physical vinyl copies last week, I was like, wow, like it's actually all here, ready to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just so pumped. And even just to be able to kind of play those songs in the set and like the whole yeah. album and yeah, it all, it's all kind of feeling real. Cause it's, I guess it's kind of been a bit of like a two year sort of period. Um, yeah. So it's kind of all, all coming to reality. Just yeah. sick. I was yeah. going to say, man, it's, uh, there must've been a lot of tracks for this album as well, because, yeah. you know, I feel like you guys are just like releasing song after song and they're all so catchy, man. Is it hard to kind of <laughs> throw on the one album? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's kind of, um, kind of finished the album that we had like kind of some slower ones, a bit of balladies and like a few quicker ones, but we're like, I think we need just maybe two more tracks that kind of like in that festival tempo kind of, I don't know, just trying to kind of get build up a bit of steam in it. So we went back in yeah. uh, last year and we added, um, actually, uh, Spin Me Lucky Records and I think oh, Lady right. Philander. Cool. Yeah, so they're in a later session and yeah. And then we kind of just like, just looked at the album as a whole and kind of tried to see how the journey sort of went with it. And yeah. Did you record this at The Grove? Uh, we recorded some at The Grove. Uh, what did we do at The Grove? We did, no, sorry, we did the most of it at the Music Farm, nice. um, which was at, up in like Byron with Chris Collins. And then we, I think cool. we did uh, Easy Love uh, at the Grove. Yeah, so it's a bit of a combination. Then we did Spin Me at uh, 301. So a bit of a combo of stuff. But Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, so we used Chris Collins. He was an amazing producer. Um, he helped us out a lot with that. And also Jack Negro as well, who works at The Grove. He helped us with um, Easy Love and those sort of things. So, yeah. Did you stay at The Grove? Yeah. <laughs> can, oh, man. Can you explain to listeners <laughs> oh. what The Grove is like? Because a lot of bands have recorded there, but yeah. the Tokyo Silver Jam. Explain like the setup at The Grove. Yeah, it's heaven. It's like literally everything you could ever want in one. Like the... So it's got this crazy big studio, um, and it, you open one door and you're in the accommodation. So 
like the bunk beds. And then you're also situated around this like little pond with like frogs <laughs> and like, yeah. you just go outside and just immerse yourself in nature. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to go to the drums now. But often you kind of like get so caught up just hanging out. You're like, oh shit, I need to actually, I need to go do something. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those experiences where it's almost fun. Just, just hanging out yeah. outside and then you get into the studio. It's like this perfect kind yeah. of dynamic. hundred percent. And often like the sessions would kind of go to like, we'd be in there at like midnight and like the lights be all dim. Like, nice. yeah, super magical place. So awesome. For sure. awesome, man. Now I heard some of the influence for this album consist of bit of Powderfinger one of your favourites also Black Sabbath and a bit of Primal Scream too that's a, that's a good mix of songs man <laughs> bit of a combo <laughs> yeah that's yeah. Yeah, no, good man yeah, we've kind of, it's kind of all of us, it's kind of each of each of those bands are a bit of a different influence from, yeah, each of us. I'm kind of the, I guess the powder finger guy. I don't yeah. know. It's just kind of drives with dad back in the day. Like pretty much every time I put on this track, it just takes me back to those car trips with the family kind of cruising down the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's kind of, yeah, but I can definitely, yes, we've kind of all taken that and sort of pieced it together. Um, but then tried to sort of create, I guess, our own sound from that too, you know? Yeah. Which has been great working with Chris. He like just i feel like it's our first kind of body of work where it's like i don't know well i feel that it's kind of created like a bit of a pacific avenue sort of sound d- um, definitely man yeah thank you man no cheers oh, <laughs> dude when i um listen when we listen to songs like they're they're so instant like the melodies are so catchy like the production's great the structures like how's the songwriting dynamic work with you guys yeah so harry um the singer and rhythm guitarist he's kind of like the main main songwriter he comes in he often has like an idea or has like a chorus or like just a melodic run or whatever and he'll kind of bring it in and then we kind of all just workshop it and like see like what sections would work better and what yeah we kind of all just work on it in that sense like with really interesting with this album um because the majority were at the music farm and we kind of went in without any demos or anything and we're kind of just like let's just carry out a few ideas and let's just jam it oh, out that's cool yeah and it's got a sick big room kind of like the grove too where you can all set up and record and jam like live in that same zone. Yeah. So like we kind of had a little idea. Some of the songs they were going to be like ballads and they end up being like fast kind of like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it was, it was great. Just that experience of kind of all collabing on it together. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's just kind of just taking this, like even when I listen to it now, it kind of like just reminds me of that period of time where we just had a few weeks and kind of just kicking back and yeah. writing it all. So yeah. That's the best, man. It's um it's also fun for like your your family and friends to be on that journey too. Because yeah. like they've been kind of there with you from the start. Like they must be pumped about this release as well. Big time. Yeah. I actually um managed to snatch a vinyl from the like from nice. our labels place and took it to mum and dad and I was like, this like this is for you and they were just like, oh like I don't know. That they were kind of pretty blown away. And Harry actually wrote this like a credits thing and it was sort of like thanks to all her help, family and friends and everything. You know, mum was feeling a bit emotional, so it was a bit super <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. And I saw her, uh, it's called Flowers, and you had like a, a Valentine's Day comp. Yeah, Can you yeah. tell us about that? Because that's just genius. Marketing, <laughs> um, yeah, so like as we kind of released uh, Spin Me Like Your Records, we announced the album, yeah. and then we thought to kind of just get a bit of buzz around it. We'll do like a Valentine's Day comp. Um, basically, people just had to... Uh, pre-order the album and then they went into the running to have us come and serenade them on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, our, um, yeah, lovely lady Vin from, uh, Wollongong ended up 
Oh, we, cool. Yeah, winning the comp and like we can't, we kind of know them. We we didn't rig it, we promise, but yeah. uh, <laughs> we do know that they, they won fair and square. But we um went around and just the sweetest people, and we went into their little living room and oh, sung. Oh, that's them. really cool, yeah, man. Did like a little acoustic hours, uh, like your records, and yeah, felt wholesome. It's cool. Yeah, I feel like um you guys really have a great connectivity with your fans. That must be like a really special thing to be able to interact with people like that, and for people to kind of glue onto a band, watching them on the socials, and then you're meeting them and, do, and doing cool mm. things like that. Like, it must be really cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's definitely like, like uh, there's been a little crew, uh, biggest legends, they call themselves the Pack Rats, and they've kind of like created like a, a fan page and they come around to all their shows and it's just like the most, it's kind of like almost overwhelming how like amazing it is. You're just like, this is yeah. great. And they, they're just jumping on everything you're putting out and like it's just such a beautiful thing to have yeah awesome man. yeah hey, i want to play a little game with you because i've been See? following on the socials for like uh <laughs> the last year this is cool it's called Memory Lane, and I normally, uh, how I do it with bands is like I'll pluck random gigs from their gig history to see what Sick. they remember. But what I want you to do is I want to go through a journey with you last year on okay. Pacific Avenue. Awesome. I'm going to play some songs, and I just want to know, I want you to tell me what you remember. And let's start for the Give It Up For Yourself tour at the start of the year. Because I remember you played like uh, Northcote Social in Melbourne yep. and just crowds everywhere, man. And the people crowd serving look crazy. <laughs> it was sick, man. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, that was the tour. So that was the start of last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was still slightly coming out of COVID like kind of times. Yeah. So yeah. we did, I think we ended up doing two nights at um, Northcote. We did like, yeah, so four, two shows each night. Oh, so you're still splitting them up. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I think it was still that kind of crossover period. Sorry, I'm trying to think. No, more. this is part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think whether, or was that the tour at Howler with uh, the Ryans that we did? Oh, maybe, maybe it was Howler. I think it was Howler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it was Howler. We'll yeah, just okay. <laughs> lock in, lock in Howler. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, we just did the one night there with the Ryans and they came on the whole run with us. They're just like, like our little brothers, biggest legends ever. Music's amazing. Yeah. Um, had an absolute blast of that. And I think I came fresh off the back of a silent retreat. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? How, yeah. long, how long was that? <laughs> so it was like me and our mates. We've got a, a mate who's like a wellness coach, biggest legend ever. And he's like, guys, yeah. you've got to come to a silent retreat, get your head in the game for like the year, kind of like starting off and whatever. Oh, oh I like that. Yeah. And yeah. so we we're like, yeah, for sure. So it was three days, just full silence, but it was like, the hardest thing ever because it was like eight of our best mates and <laughs> yeah. you look at each other and it's just going, like, <laughs> try not to laugh. And like, it kind of wore off after the first couple of hours. But yeah, yeah so it's three days. You couldn't make eye contact, couldn't speak. You all had your own little like bunks to go sleep in. And, but you like, you have to meditate for like four hours a day and then you kind of had free time. But it was funny because you'd be like walking around in this, like, it was like really beautiful property and you'd like see someone from like a few hundred meters away and like you'd like kind of see him, but you'd like look away and like, it was just, it was a funny time. It was really great though. Like really cleared the dome and felt fresh. But then I, yeah, came down to Melbourne and went straight into, into the back. <laughs> yeah. like, ah, Everything's happening. So by the, by the end of it, did you want to kind of stay? Like, did you, how do you feel different? Like, is oh, it just not being on your phone? Yeah, Cause I'm shocking uh, with the that. The biggest like, thing's a phone. Like it was actually kind of scary to turn my phone back on after I was kind yeah. of like, Oh, I'm just loving this like detachment a bit and yeah. like, and kind of just writing out goals and like. You just, I think you just kind of realize to it how much you're just wasting time kind of being on your phone. But like, I don't know, I'll, I'll probably after this interview go and sit on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so cool you can um, go away and do something with your good friends too. Yeah. Like everyone's on the same page. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's really awesome. That was super cool. But yeah, it was funny. Just like I remember sitting in the green room at the show and like it felt like everyone was in like 
fast motion. I was just kind of sitting in the room, oh. just like just like zen out, just taking it in. It's like sensory <laughs> overload, right? Yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, this show too. I'm uh, in July. Supported. Louis Thomason from One Direction, of course. What was that like? That oh, looked man. like it was insane. It yeah. was yeah, like I I wasn't really well versed in how insane like the fans and how big and everything. I don't know. I think I must have been living under a rock a little bit. But we rocked up to the first show, which was in Brisbane um, at Fortitude Music Hall. Yeah. And there was a queue as we we're kind of going in. There was a queue probably like a kilometer and a half around the corner of people who had been like we rocked it. We flew in about midday, and the queue was already about a kilometer. By the time we're rocking in, yeah. By the time we're rocking in for sound check, I reckon it was like probably longer, like probably two k's or something. Whoa! And like we went in there, and like people had full camped out, like they had like chairs and everything, and like we were sitting there, and they we saw as the doors open, and it was just this ear piercing scream, like the whole, <laughs> like the security guys were trying to slow everyone down, but it was just like, wow, like everyone just ran in and like kind of like chained themselves to the bar pretty much. Oh, really? Yeah. So we did two nights there and like, it was just, just anything you said on the stage, it was just met with the most insane roar. Like it was just the coolest. Yeah. Really, really cool. So stoked yeah. to be on that. And then we, we, down in Melbourne, we played at, um, Margaret Court. Oh. Um, yeah, that was, that was nuts. It was just like, I don't know. After that, I think I was just buzzing for like weeks. It was just like, it was the craziest thing. And like, even after the first show too, we had that first night in Brisbane and then the second show they did all the like. Louis fans are kind of so lovely that they kind of like learn our songs and they brought like oh, signs. No with really? like, yeah, they brought signs like it's easy loving you and like all that stuff. It's just like <laughs> this is so wholesome and lovely. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So what was um what was he like? Would you would you see him much or was he kind of getting shuttled in and out? Yeah. Like- so we it, the last show was in Perth and we hadn't seen him once, like actually like backstage or anything. He like it was they were a bit super strict. So as soon as he was kind of walking through the halls, we'd have to like go back into our room. Oh, he had like three, yeah, three special forces, ex special forces, like security guards. One was like, I don't know, like I think he was Yugoslavian special forces or something. <laughs> and like then on the last night in Perth, um, their manager was like, Lou wants to come talk to him. Like, All right, sweet. Awesome. So he came into our green room, loveliest guy ever, like biggest legend. Sat down, we had a good chat. Um, and then he's like, Oh, like, we're gonna go to like a pub in um in Perth after if you want to come like a nightclub and like we'll all party. And we're like, yeah, right, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. So we went to this nightclub and it was like a booth and all the security guards like stationed around. They brought in like the big grey goose with like the I wings <laughs> and stuff. And we're just like, yeah. <laughs> was, um, were, were there fans there as well? Was that like kind of like a, a secret? It was a secret thing. thing but nice. I think some clued on and they were like kind of yeah, started getting a bit like rushed with sort of some fans at the end, but. Yeah, yeah, such a wild experience. Oh, eh? It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, like um Jules and I we went and saw Harry Styles oh, and um sick. Yeah. we were like it was crazy Insane. and we saw like the the waiting car yeah. like just for him ready to go. Like, oh, like wow. was it like that? Was it just kind yeah, of pretty yeah. much like that. Yeah, it's a bit like mythical. You're like is he here? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like kind of like um what is it? The uh, Wizard of Oz. You just never oh, know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> um dude, this was so cool to see. These guys were in a couple of weeks ago as well. Supporting the DMAs in Manchester. It's a new kind of level over there with them, isn't it? That was mental, man. Yeah, we were so, so fortunate to get on that and like so grateful. We were writing a few songs, like just doing some songwriting sessions with Johnny um, for a little bit just in at Sydney and like kind of, yeah, built a bit of relationship and kind of became mates and 
they actually got us on the, the, um, Louis Tomlinson shows too. Cause they, oh. they're good mates with Louis. Um, so, the, uh, yeah, Louis asked, um, Tommy from DMAs, like any suggestions and he put us forward. So yeah, I don't know. It's just like so, oh. so grateful and so beautiful, but yeah, then they asked us to go to UK and we're just like, what? Like, no way. It's like kind of like a childhood dream sort of thing. So, um, yeah, we're like, of course, we'd love to. And it was, yeah, three nights, um, London, Manchester and Glasgow. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was probably the best time of my life. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, I think we we hear about how big they are there and we might see some footage, but what's it like being there? Is it, is oh. it like an Australian show or is it just like next next level? It's like... Amazing, but different. Like, I feel like yeah. that you have to really kind of win them over in a sense. Yeah. Like I feel, mm. um, you know, Australian crowds, they're all like, just like dancing and loose and stuff. They kind of all stand there. Yeah. And then if they like it, they just put their, like, just raise their <laughs> fists. They're like, yeah. So like, yeah. we kind of like, we were kind of playing our first few songs and we're like, yeah. <laughs> like are they into this? I don't know. We're like, it's, cause we're all wearing our like seventies gear and they're yeah, like yeah. a bit like kind of, I don't know, like. Scousery or whatever. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we did a cover of um, Chasing Cars. We thought we'd try to like Oh, see, nice, yeah. man. And then that, halfway through, it was just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've done it. <laughs> Are you finding that uh, you're kind of learning, you're picking up like you're learning from these bands as you're supporting as well? Like yeah, you're taking things from whether it's like professionalism or yeah. the way they're going about it backstage. You're like 100%. kind of learning. Yeah. 100%. I think that's important too. Yeah, right? definitely. Well, that's like, yeah, when we were starting out, um, we're fortunate enough, some of our early gigs, even supporting you, like British. I was, was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, sure. we, I think our first show was with um, San Cisco, but I think just even from that the start, seeing how professional and how like just legitimate all the shows are, we're kind of like, I'd love to, we, we were like, we want to step that up to that next level rather than just kind of being in, I don't know, another band you see at your bowler yeah. or whatever, but kind of like having those transitions in your set and just like yeah. just keeping it, making it a show rather than just something that people can listen to, you know, at home. Yeah. yeah that's a really good point. Mm. I was talking to uh, a few people saying that you were coming in and then the most common theme is best dressed band in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good title to have. Oh, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> how do you go? I had uh, Lime Cordial on as well because they, they – wear some suits and stuff. I'm yeah. like, how do you keep them clean when you're touring all the oh, time? We, I don't know if we do, but you, I, I, <laughs> Harry's, Harry and, uh, yeah, Harry and Jack are pretty good at kind of keeping their stuff okay. all together. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that's wake up to go and everything's strewn across all corners <laughs> of the, of the yeah. room. Yeah. But, um, I, I kind of lucky on the drums. Often I just, just pack, chuck in a lot of singlets yeah. and like, I was, I kind of run the same jeans for a bit and get the singlets <laughs> yeah. and I can kind of hide away behind the kid a bit. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, this looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Miami Marquetta with Ruby Fields. Also these guys. Yeah. Hockey dad, Polish club. Yeah. That's what's up. That would have been a fun time. Oh, that was epic, man. That was, that was kind of like our friend Christmas party because we're real good mates with like the Ruby crew and like the hockey dad guys. And um, the boys were on that as well, actually. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So we all just had, because they, they, they're the biggest legends at Miami Marketer. They have like a really nice kind of green room with everyone. And so yeah, we all kind of got on stage for each other's sets in like the last song. Oh, did it was you? just like a big, big party. Um, and then I think it ended, we were playing cricket with a banana and an orange yeah, in the green room. Um, so it's a good night. <laughs> that's, that's for like a Powderfinger Big Day Out style. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for those who would remember the boys that we play here as well, snippet of uh, Drive Me Home.
Yeah, they're great. I love their new one too. Yeah, so sick. Good How man. cool is it to play like a, a, a big venue like that with your friends' bands as well? Because oh, like man. you do it when you're coming up and like, you might, that's right. <laughs> 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 I don't know what happened, man. <laughs> but how cool is it playing with your friends' band on like a, a big gig mm. like that and you've got like people to come and watch? It's oh, pretty cool, hey? Definitely, man. Yeah, it's, it's so great. And like you, everyone's there kind of watching on supporting. It's just such a beautiful feeling. You kind of all... I guess you kind of formed that friendship through playing and touring and like meeting up in random spots together and then you're all there again. It's like just a big reunion. It's, it's great. like a triumphant moment. Yeah, isn't that's it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One more gig I want to ask you about from last year as well. At the Opera House, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. dude. It looked like the Crowded House show. Oh, <laughs> it looked so fun. It was insane, man. Yeah. I guess similar to the Louis shows, like the fan base are just like amazing. Like they, they were queuing up all day. And even though, yeah, we were opening, it was us and Mayo, another amazing band. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were opening, we had a 20 minute set. Um, but it was still like chockers just cause they're like just there from the start. Like it felt like, I think it was pretty much just about full already which was insane like i feel like i don't know kind of used to in the past playing support gigs or opening gigs and yeah like a couple of blokes kind of wandering through the door or whatever <laughs> yeah. but um yeah it was chock a block and like yeah harry kind of got some roses and chucked them out we kind of we just kind of li- oh, lived it up while we're there yeah, yeah. <laughs> how yeah cool super is it? cool how cool is it do all these like uh these cool venues too like they're mm. all iconic you know like margaret court opera house yeah, like yeah. so much fun eh? oh it's nuts eh? it's a big time just kind of pin- lots of pinching ourselves moments so we're just like what's going on like looking out at the opera house i think first gig in a while where i've genuinely been kind of like shitting my pants a little bit you know <laughs> like okay. I, I remember going out and sound checking and i just like hit the snare and it was like, doof, 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 <laughs> like yeah, just vibrating <laughs> off the opera house I was like oh shit like i'm very noticeable here <laughs> exposed <laughs> what uh oh, yeah man that, that's so much fun and then you played some festivals over the years as well like what yeah. a beautiful way to bring it in i think yeah. I, I read that it was your 60th gig at lost was it lost paradise yeah lost paradise yeah 60 gigs in a year man yeah. that's that's a that's a great time uh, a lot of fun mate it's it just so cool like it was so nice that you'd end a show and you kind of had that bit of a come down from it but you just know that you've got another one next weekend again so you're just like all right let's and you just it's funny you kind of like leave the airport sometimes with your tail between your legs a little bit and then it comes Friday again you're just <laughs> yeah. like let's go like let's just do it so yeah it was cool man tell us about uh without I'm sure you can't reveal all of it but um much planned for this year as far as yeah. gig getting away and yeah so we're um we're going to be doing like a pretty solid tour uh kind of after the album's out so that'll probably be like July uh August sort of thing we are heading over to the UK as well right. in September it looks like I think we're doing a festival in Germany Oh, that is so, fun. so yeah, like I think from kind of from the mid year on, it looks like we'll probably be playing a fair few shows. But um, cool man, can't wait for it. Dude, yeah, it's so exciting. Like, isn't it to um, you know, play these new songs live that mm. uh, you know you've recorded and like you're just kind of waiting for people here, yeah. but they haven't heard it yet. Yeah, big time, man. It's like like I, lo- I love playing all the songs, but it's just going to be so exciting. Kind of, I guess we probably have to in a way relearn the album songs. And yeah, guess like, I yeah, <laughs> go into like rehearsals where it's just something fresh and like. Just go out there and yeah, go for it. Has, cool. Has this been like um a lot of time off? You've been writing kind of this interim period as well. Yeah, yeah. We've been like Harry's constantly coming up with um yeah little ideas and like writing stuff, and then we've all been kind of yeah working a bit towards it. But we're pretty keen to kind of just keep the ball rolling, get back in the studio this year, and work on album two. So Dude, yeah, so <laughs> exciting. All right, I got one more game for you. On Triple M's homegrown with Matteo, it's time for. Uh oh. It's my party or dinner.
Now, this is called uh, Right Party Dinner. Sick. I'm going to give you three acts. Yep. You've got to write a song with one. Yep. You can party with the other. Uh-huh. The third, you've got to take home to dinner. Okay, cool. All right, first band. We've got Powderfinger. Yep. Second wow. act. Third act. Let it be. You're not making this easy. <laughs> right party dinner. Oh. We've got Powderfinger, Elton John, and uh, the Beatles. I think you just have to write with the Beatles, I think. Yeah. Yep. Write with the Beatles. Oh. Elton John and Powderfinger. You grew up with them with a dinner. I think a dinner with uh, Powderfinger, definitely. Take yep. them home. And maybe even some sick. Sneaky writing at home while oh, you're having that's dinner. It, that's it. Hey, just, hey, Bernard, hold this yeah. guitar. <laughs> just come to my room for a second. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then, yeah, party with Elton. Party with Elton yeah. John. <laughs> I think he'd, he'd have a good party. Yeah. Him, for sure. Awesome, man. Hey, Dom, it's been so much fun, man. I'd, I'd love you to come back and pick oh, some man. songs and hang out. But we've got a bit of a... We've arranged a bit of a something that... Uh, Jules is just going to go and sort. But, <laughs> but yeah, dude, that was so much fun. Like, oh, I, so. I can't wait for this. How many tracks on the album? Uh, I believe there is 12. 12? <laughs> yes. Yeah, cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> May need to double check that, but I think it's 12. Some Sinatra music. Uh, Flowers, Pacific Avenue, Dom, Aww. thanks so much for coming in. So we thought it only appropriate that we organise some flowers oh, you're amazing. from Thank you, the Triple M family, and we've got a bit of a we've got a bit of a card in there as well, wow. which okay. you, you can feel free to read out to into the mic. Roses are red, violets are blue. Congrats on your debut album, Pacific Avenue. Hey! Hey! Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. That's about, that. Not need to be the the bonus track on the on the album. I reckon. Get that one in there.